ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, alrighty then. Hey, this is the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. My name is Christopher Perry. This is the WCHL podcast. And on the other end of the line, hopefully you can hear him. It's my very best friend in all the world, the general manager for the University of Oklahoma Hockey, the lead ice technician at the Blazers Ice Center, and the head cheerleader, head pom-pom cheerleader for OU Hockey. It's Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the masses. Yo. Yo, Andrew, can you hear me? Am I semi-coming in, semi-clear? I have got you loud and clear, my friend. Absolutely awesome. Andrew, I got to tell you, you know, after listening to Ben Buckland on that great little intro and a little bit of the Grand Illusion by Sticks that we've been using now for a couple of years now. That's a killer intro right there. I mean, I think it's awesome. It gives me chills. You know, it makes the hair on my arm stand up. It's pretty awesome. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm rethinking this now, because we had your buddy on from uh, OU Hockey, the broadcaster, Matt Bowling. He was on uh, the other day. Yep. And Matt has these little vignettes that he does for you guys on Instagram where he's, he's got this little jazzy type of an intro. It's, you know, the little, uh, some little jazzy horns, a little jazzy uh, uh, drum thing. And it's five, ten seconds, and boom, they get right after it. I'm wondering if we ought to, you know, cut it down from 30 seconds and just go, boom, here we are. Well, let's leave the jazz to those guys. You know, you and I, we're a couple of hard rockers here. So, you know, our intro, our intro serves us a little bit better, I think. All right. All right. Yeah. I don't know that we can call Sticks hard, or at least that song from Sticks hard rock, but it's great rock. I know that much. That is, that is fantastic rock is what that is. Yeah, jeez. You know, truth, a uh, in, little inside baseball here, inside hockey. You and me, when we go into concerts, we call it, we have these we have these goofy names we call each other. <laughs> I, I'm the White Ninja. You're Big Sugar. Yep. And it all relates to two books that we found down in Archer City, Texas at Larry yes. McMurtry's uh, uh, bookstores. You know, we just thought those were so goofy. But <laughs> but White Ninja and Big Sugar hit the road, and we actually saw Sticks live and in person. We did. In scenic With- Enid, Oklahoma. With, with my lovely wife until, I believe. I thought she was the ringleader. I thought she was the one who, who, who conjured the whole thing up. Oh. Well, she she might think she's the leader, but we'll, we'll just let her believe that. Oh, geez. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. so we, we paid homage. We, we actually saw the, the Stixers live and in person. They're not nearly as – I mean, they're good, but don't get me wrong. They're not nearly as good they're as good. that Swedish band. That- that, that is the first concert that you and I have been to that they had to take a 20-minute rock break in the middle of the concert. <laughs> I thought it was an, like o- go, an oxygen oh, break. Oh, so you go pump some IV into them and, and pump them full of oxygen to get them get another <laughs> 45 minutes out of them. <laughs> that is, isn't that the same concert that my wife sat there in the stands and sang Bohemian Rhapsody at the top of her lungs oh, in yeah. front of everybody? Oh, yeah, oh, it geez. was. 
Oh, geez. What a yeah. great show. Here, here, oh. here, here are three three bumpkins in, in nowhere, Oklahoma, watching these old 70s rockers. Screaming Bohemian Rhapsody at the top of our lungs. Yeah, when they, when they played Grand Delusion, you and I just looked at one another and we started talking hockey. It was great. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Brought back some memories, didn't it? Oh, it did. It did. It did. What, what a good time. Well, hey, the, we're here to talk hockey. This is the WCHL Podcast, episode 606. Holy smokes, it's hard to believe we've made it six years with this thing, but uh, here we are. Andrew, we had... (laughs) Yeah, we're sorry. (laughs) We apologize. Andrew, we had a bunch of games this past weekend, and they had a huge impact on the WCHL standings. We kind of predicted that, didn't we? Well, one of us did. One of us did. Yeah, a lot of a lot of shakeup in the standings there. Let's get to it. Arizona State traveled all the way up to the Salt Lake City Sports Complex, and they pay, played two against the Skating Utes, the surprising Skating Utes the, of Utah. They've been playing decent, right? They, they, uh, they played them decent. Not, it was a split on the yeah. weekend. I forget how you predicted it. Did, how? Tell me, how do you I, think you predicted it? I think I. Ooh, did I call that a split or did I call that an ASU sweep? Mm, I thought you called it a sweep, but I think I thought I called it a I don't I thought I called it a split, maybe. Whatever. Uh, anyways, uh, it turned out it was a, a split because Arizona State took the Friday night game seven to four, and Utah took the uh, following game the the very next night. What was it here? Four to three, five to three, no four to three. Yep, four three. So, yep, four to three. So, uh, tell me what you tell. I, I know that you didn't get a chance to watch either of the games. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah. I did. Even though I, even though I was out of town, I went down to Houston to go uh, uh, root on my Red Sox, and um, that yeah, didn't they, that didn't turn yeah, out that, too well for me. That that was abysmal. Oh. Yeah, thank you very much. So oh. uh, that's like uh, seven hours for zero runs. Seven hours one way for zero runs. Oh my gosh. How about that? The, uh, no, the Friday night affair here, it started out. Uh, Utah jumped out to a 2 nothing lead on uh, ASU. And you thought maybe that was going to be all she wrote. And then, and then I'll be damned if ASU didn't come back and they rattled off six unanswered goals in a row. They opened up a can of whoop-ass there for a little oh, bit, didn't they? Man, didn't they ever. Yep. Did they ever? And then they and then ASU polished them off. Uh, Utah won the third period, two to one. But overall, they they did not take down the uh, Sun Devils. Arizona State had to hold on for dear life because they got up on them six to two. And then, as you said, Utah uh, started them out to come back and crawled within two goals to make it six to four. Yep, and then, the old, uh, yeah, the and then pucker factor there. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And then uh, uh, we had a goal. Uh, ASU got a, a, a late goal to kind of salt the game away and make it seven to four. And that was it on Friday night. Yeah. But how about that? I mean, four goals in the, in the second period alone, that was, that was a monster right there. And that might be a growing theme for this past weekend, monster second periods. Well, I think that's, uh, yeah, you're, you're probably right. And then the following night, it was, uh, it was just a nail biter back and forth tied three, three, you know, going late into the third and Utah scores yep. a goal with a little less than five minutes to go in the game. And hangs on, Utah hangs on for dear life. Hey, I'll tell you what, Utah, you know, they've been up and down and all that, but I think they're playing good hockey out there, you know? They, uh, it's been a great addition to the league so far this year, I think. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And Utah's uh, Utah's holding their own. You know, in the coaches' preseason poll, I don't think anybody gave Utah a whole lot of credit. And uh, I don't know if they 
took that to heart or if they if the the skate newts even give a rip but uh yeah they're surprising a lot of people i think what we're finding yeah. out what we're finding out and we'll we'll talk about it here in the next uh with, with the next games the arizona at unlv games but that west division of the western collegiate hockey league is just it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough yeah i mean it's just a fist fight every every weekend yeah you know, there's no laydowns no because grand canyon proved that you can't sleep on them right so yeah yeah all right, yeah. so Utah and ASU split. Andrew pred- correctly says he predicted that one. Oh, see there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said you did. I'm, I'm going to take you at your word because uh, I'm pretty. Sure, I'm pretty sure I did. I don't care enough to find my notes from last week. So, uh, the, the next game was up in uh, the next. We, we have Arizona went up to UNLV to take on Vegas. Vegas was coming off of uh, two losses, their first two losses of the season at UCO. And U of A had a, uh, they were coming off of a, a decent little weekend, if I remember right, at, at Colorado State. So, the, uh, yeah, they, uh, where's it? Uh, what'd they do? They lost to Grand Canyon, didn't they? Well, that's right. They, yep, you're absolutely right. I'm looking at it yep. right here. They lost to yep. Grand Canyon six to four. So they were looking to get back in the win column. Yeah, a little bit of, a little bit of pressure on both of these teams, right? Both coming off losses. Yep. Needing to, needing to turn things around a little bit. Yes, indeed. And uh, Arizona comes away. They they get up on uh, on the Skate and Rebels four to one, and then they have to hang on to secure the victory on Friday night. And it was tight. Yep. Because uh, uh, UNLV was putting the pressure on. They, They're in the middle they, part they, of the third period. They did. They stormed back in the third. There, right. That's right. In um, but U of A holds on to win the game four to three, and then the next night. Uh, it was kind of a, a reversal of of, uh, of the, the previous night because UNLV gets out to a 3-1 to one lead, and then they have to hold on because uh, U of A uh, – did I say that? UNLV has to hold there. on. There we go. UNLV was yep. up 3-1. Three, three to one. They have to hold on because U of A tried to storm back in the third period. They've they got did. a third-period goal to make it 3-2, to two and yikes. Yeah, but how about uh, – so a couple kids that stuck out here uh, – Number nine from U of A, Cameron Teamer. Yeah. On Friday night, he had a goal and two assists. So he played. He was he was big time for them. Yep. And then uh, Saturday, number six from UNLV, Ezekiel Estrada. He has three assists. He had he had the first assist on all all three goals they had Saturday night. So he came up huge for the uh, Skating Rebels there. Very nice, very nice. I, I saw where the uh, and for the first time. On uh, Coach Berman, and for whatever reason, I'm, I'm sure there's injury or sickness or something going on there. But uh, Anthony Churro finally got some rest. They played their uh, their other number one goaltender they, that U of A has, Nolan Bivelchik. Yeah. Um, he got the start on Friday night, and he earned the win. And UNLV threw their number one goaltender, uh, Wixon, and he was the one who got uh, who got uh took the took the loss and so it kind of it was funny because then the next night u of a throws out their regular number one anthony churro and he took the loss and uh vince Benedetto. i'm, I'm probably saying that wrong but uh the backup goaltender for unlv he, he ends up grabbing the win so we kind of yeah. have uh yeah good for him yeah two backups taking the day and, and you're absolutely right number nine cameron timor for uh, u of he- a the He's kid, really kind of come on this season. The kid's a player. He was yeah. all, all rookie team for the WCHL. I think it was two years ago, and um, 
you just watch the kid play. He's got some poise. He knows what he's doing. He's smart. He knows where the puck is going. He doesn't get involved in uh, junk after the whistle. He's, yeah, he's, he's just a strong, strong – he's what yeah, you want on the blue line. He, he has really uh, turned it on this season so far. Yeah. Hopefully – good for him. Hopefully he can keep it going, right? Yeah, so UNLV, both of those uh, teams get off the schneid a little bit. They uh, come, you know, both earn a win. Yep, good and, weekend uh, for both of those guys. And Yeah, well, and, and you know what? One goal losses aren't bad for either one of those two teams. No, no. A- again, that w- Western division is, we're finding, our, we're finding out, is just going to be a fist fight all season yeah, long between all five of those teams. There's, there's some monsters out there for sure, right? Yeah, and so there's... Uh, you know, a one goal loss, I think when the computer starts up, and we'll talk about this here in a little bit, but I think when the computer starts up here in a little bit, it's going to reward some of those teams or it won't penalize them nearly as much as, as we might normally think for one goal losses to UNLV in Arizona. So I think that's uh, a decent result. Yep. I, I would say that both of those teams would have to be happy with that weekend. All right. Well, hey, we had uh, two more games out that way. It was uh, the it was the crossover games for Colorado and Grand Canyon. Colorado traveled down to the Valley to take on the Antelopes at Arizona Ice Arcadia, and I thought you said this was going to be a split. No, I think I called a sweep on this one. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I think I did. Yeah. Uh, well, it, hey, lucky you because it turned out to be a sweep. Uh, Grand Canyon uh, took the first game three to one, and then they uh, they squeaked it out in overtime with a six to five overtime thriller over the Buffs. And uh, I tell you, the the thing that stood out to me, Andrew, on both both the games, I didn't get to watch an awful lot of either one of the games. I, I watched the ending of both. Um, was the fan support that was there for Grand Canyon? At the Arizona Ice Arcadia, and I'm probably saying that right, wrong. I think it's they call it AZ Ice, um, but uh, I was, for whatever reason, and this is just my misperception. I think, or I thought that, uh, you know, I, I guess I was led to believe that that Green Canyon didn't get much in the way of a of a of a following in terms of their hockey. But man, I was proved wrong at least for this past weekend because pouring it in there, are they? Hey, I, I, I'm telling you what, the place went nutty when that kid scored the the goal in overtime, and it was an early one. It yeah. was it was a nice little rebound, um, but uh, the the place just went nutty. And Grand Canyon, you know, uh, they earned both W's, but uh, and the kids on the ice were celebrating, the kids off the ice were celebrating. I thought it was pretty cool to see. Good stuff. That's good stuff. I. Yeah, I was kind of anxious to see how this weekend would go for these two teams. They, because you know, they both had big wins. You know, you uh, Colorado beat Utah and Grand Canyon beat uh, Arizona before they went into this weekend. So I was, I was kind of anxious to see what would happen here, which team would carry momentum. And uh, looks like Grand Canyon's going to uh, capitalize on a little bit of that, right? Yeah, yeah. At least uh, well, I guess we'll we'll see if they can uh, maintain that 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 momentum. Colorado's Colorado's kind of hard luck. They're kind of snake bit a little bit in that um, they're playing people tough, but they're you know they're they're just coming up on the short end of these things. It's like they're yeah. right on the cusp 
Um, and they, they got over that threshold against Utah, but those were non-conference games. Yep, so they didn't count for them. They didn't count here in the Western Collegiate uh, League standings. But, um, uh, yeah, you can just, you know, Colorado is right on the cusp of getting it done. Who knows? Maybe they'll get it done this weekend. They, they might. They yeah, might. we'll talk. We'll talk about that too here in, in a little bit because <laughs> I know you're going to have a vested interest in that one. Oh yeah, the final series uh, in the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Let's see, Oklahoma was off, and who else was off? Who else? Colorado uh, State was Colorado, off. Colorado State, yep. So the, the final series was the big series uh, of the weekend that we think had a uh, uh, might have had a direct impact on the, um, uh, the the conference race. It was the Central Oklahoma Broncos. Up in Springdale, Springfield, Missouri. I was getting my springs mixed up. Uh, it's Springdale, Arkansas, not in Springfield, Missouri. But um, UCO traveled up I-44 to go to uh, play Missouri State. Both of those teams were unbeaten heading into the weekend in the conference. Uh, and as it turned out, um, only one team left that weekend unbeaten, and it was Missouri that? State. How about that? I, I know we called the split on that one. I... Uh... I did not see either team uh, coming out of that weekend with a sweep on their hands, but man, good for Missouri State, right? They, uh, you know, it, it always seems like in years past, and I may be wrong on this, it always seems like Missouri State's just kind of been there on the cusp, but they never could get over that cusp and be and be super tough, right? And right. It, and I and I think this year, at, especially with this sweep of UCO. At their own place, I think that really, really kind of shows us that Missouri State has probably taken that next step into that next level of, of competitiveness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's it so far so good for Missouri State, right? Who knows if it's them taking the 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 step or better quality of players or. If it's from if they're benefiting from the fact that they were the only team in the conference that was able to play last season, yep. albeit for a semester, or some combination of all of the above. But uh, that was a tough. That yep. was a tough weekend, right? I mean, UCO. We said it last week. UCO plays tough up there, you know. And so for them to pull off a sweep, that's a big deal. And for how they did it, I mean, it was they. We were just talking about close games. Um, these uh, Missouri State won on Friday night, four to one. Now, granted, one of them was an empty netter, and then the next game on the uh, on Saturday night, you would expect. Uh, you know the game to be a little bit tighter, and it turned out to be a six to three game. And six to three, it was a six to two game for for most of the uh, for most of the for for most of the game because Missouri State just came on. You you talked about it. Talked about um, you know hey, big they, goals uh, in the second period. They just, rattled off four goals in the second period to just put the another, Saturday game away. Another another monster second period. I think we said that earlier, didn't we? Yeah, just wild, huh? How about that? Yeah, but no. I mean, Missouri State on Saturday, they were two for three on the power play. You know, what do I always, what do I always, I beat a dead horse around here talking about power play goals and all that, you know? Yeah. And they go two for three on the power play. So, I mean, you know, proof's in the pudding. It's kind of wild, kind of wild. So, uh, it is, it is. Good for them. Hey, they had a great weekend with, um, it was their, their pink, the rink, pink, they had pink ice. It was breast cancer awareness time up there at Jordan Valley Ice Park. So we heard it from, uh, we heard it <laughs> when I was up there talking with their uh, founder, Stan Melton. He said, you know, we, we, we play, there are two games that we play every night, one off the ice and one off the, on the ice. And yep. 
They uh, not only did they win both the games on the ice, they had, they they're packed crowds up there at the Jordan Valley Ice Park, and so they won on the off the ice as well. So uh, props to Missouri right. State, and that kind of puts yeah makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Makes a huge difference, and it puts them in a uh, in kind of a, a, a unique position uh, here with the uh, with the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Even though we're only you know it's what we're a month, maybe a month and a half into the season. There's front runners are kind of being, uh, you can kind of see the front runners, can't you? Well, that's right. That's right. In this, in terms of the standings with, uh, the sweep, Missouri state now moves into a tie from a points perspective with central Oklahoma. Now central Oklahoma has played two more games in Missouri state. They've played eight conference games, whereas Missouri state's played six, but they all have, uh, eight, they each have 18 points. And uh, Arizona is in third place with uh, 12 points. Utah is in fourth place with 10 points. Then we have Grand Canyon and UNLV. They're tied for fifth place with eight points each. Arizona State is uh, in sixth place. And then we have Colorado State with five points. I'm, I'm sorry, Arizona State is in seventh place with six points. Colorado State is eighth. They have five points. And then uh, Oklahoma and Colorado are tied. They're at the uh, bottom of the conference standings with one point each. So uh, just looking at it, we have the the two top dogs, if you will, from the east. They're at the top. And then you have, you literally have the five teams from the west. The west are all piled up right there together. That's right. They're They're in spots three through seven. And then you have Colorado, Colorado State, and Oklahoma. You know, bringing up the rear of the conference, at least for right now. For now, yep. yep. And uh, so, yeah, it's just kind of kind of wild. I would, you know, we've got some big games coming up. We'll talk about that here in a second. But, um, yeah, it sure does look as if Missouri State uh, walking out of that weekend with two Ws, especially against Central Oklahoma, sure puts them in the, uh, in, in the driver's seat, if you will. Uh, yep, I think they're the ones to chase right now, that's for sure. I mean... Because their next games, they they've have they have already played their um, their home crossover game against Grand Canyon. Remember, they blitzed Grand Canyon. What were the scores there? Fifteen to two and eight to three. Yeah, they they smoked them. Yeah, and then uh, they're going they're t- on their crossover game this weekend because they go to Las Nevada Las Vegas, and we'll talk about that one. But then after that, it's just home and homes for them with OU with. Colorado and they have Colorado State at home and then they have to go to UCO so it's setting up real pretty if Missouri State can uh, capitalize on this week and it's setting up real pretty for the folks in Springfield there there, there is no doubt about that right I might have to uh, I might have to look into making a trek up there towards the end of the season with a little bit of uh, a little bit of hardware a little bit of hardware we'll see we'll see all righty, yeah, Andrew. We'll see. Hold your breath, right? Yeah. Hey, um, now you had, you had, I know that we, we meant to talk about this last week and I totally blew it off and I apologize. Can I, I just want to apologize to you. Can we apologize for that? <laughs> yeah. No, that. I, I totally forgot, but you have some stats and analytics that you've drafted, that you've whipped up, that you've found with regard to the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Let's, before we hit a break really quick, let's talk about that stuff. Well, so we got so we got a little player spotlight going on here. Uh-oh. Yeah. Now this is all this is all contingent on the ACHA website being correct. So oh, quit it, quit it. Do I, hey, do I need to give a uh, do I need to give any sort of um, um, yeah? There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's my uh, disclaimer. This is all from the ACHA, so this is not me compiling stats. So 
if this is not right, take it up with the powers that be. All right. Hold on, Andrew. Here we go. We've got special music for Andrew's stats and analytics player spotlight. Ready? We, we, we are harpist. We hired them back and uh, they're ready to go for you. So do it again there, harpist. Do it again. Oh, God. You know, uh, if I can only drums. hit the right damn button. Drums. Drums. <laughs> there we go. All right, Harpist, you're gone. You, you, you fired the rest of the day. Andrew, hit us with some stats. All right. So through six weeks of the season here to get us started with, leading the WCHL in goals, we have number 19, Vikeli Mikhailov from UCO. He has scored a whopping 17 goals through 11 games played this season so far. I think he put everybody on notice when he had four hat tricks in a row. Hatties in a row. I think he put everybody on notice that uh, when you're playing UCO, you need to key on number 19. Oh, how about his? So now we'll we'll shift over to the leading assist getter. None other than his line mate. And I believe he's number 13, Carter Aha from the University of Central Oklahoma. I think he's 28. Is he twenty eight? I couldn't remember yep. what he's. I didn't. I didn't write that down. But it's all right. But Carter Eha, yeah. So Carter he's Eha, he's feeding Mikhailov. Fourteen assists through ten games played. Wow. So I think those two like playing with each other. Yeah. <laughs> on the ice. On the, on ice. the ice. That's what you mean. On the ice. Right? On the yep. ice. On the yeah. ice. All right. So now then, our it's a family broadcast guy. here. <laughs> yeah. Well, not with you and I involved. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the leading point getter for the WCHL as we stand, Vitaly Mikhailov from the University of Central Oklahoma. Yeah. 17 goals, five assists, 22 points in 11 games. Wow. Two that's points not, a game. That's not too shabby, is it? That'll win you some games right there. That'll win some damn games right there. Now, my probably my favorite stat, and that's the only reason I threw it in here, the leading penalty minute getter in the WCHL right now. Why, why am is, I not? Why am I not surprised, Andrew? That penalties <laughs> are your favorite stat. You win by scoring goals and racking up points, but here you are. Your favorite stat you, is penalties. You you win by beating people and imposing your will on people. Oh, That's how you win. The uh, so Grand Grand Canyons Dylan Dent for forty seven penalty minutes through eight games played. Five, five point eight penalty minutes per game is what the kid's averaging right now. Oh boy! All right, here. Do you know who the? I'm gonna have to look that kid up and uh, look at his look at his discipline record really quick. Sorry, Dylan. I'm sorry. Sorry that Andrew mentioned your name and brought you (laughs) brought you into the spotlight, but here you are, pal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Five point eight pims per game. Holy smokes! And then, uh, and then to throw a little love to our goaltenders over there. We don't want to leave those guys out. With a three-game minimum played, Bailey Stevens from Missouri State is leading the way in save percentage with 93.4 through seven games. Wow, that's pretty good. Not bad. Not Nin- too shabby. A 93 save percentage will win. That's that's pretty good right there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So how about that? So we'll we'll circle back here in a couple weeks, I think, and and see how, how this has changed and what these kids are doing and and keep shining some good light on the kids that are that are doing well right now. It'll be really interesting to see if Mikhailov can maintain that uh, that goal scoring pace and maintain the points lead because, like I said, I think he's put everybody on notice that uh, when you play uh, the the blue and gold, that you need to uh, focus on number nineteen and shut him down and let somebody else beat you. If if they're going to get you, it's going to be somebody else, not him. 
So, yeah, and I mean, really, if you look at it like him, like he was hot through those that four-game stretch, right? He scored 12 goals in those four games. But yeah. other than that, he's only got, what is that, five five goals through seven games? So, really, if you take that, that four-game stretch out of it, you know, it doesn't make it as big of a monster, but still, 17, 17 goals and, and four hat tricks in a row, that's pretty impressive in my opinion oh yeah it is hell yeah they don't they 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 don't ask how right they only ask how many that's right that's right i i'm still questioning why you think the acha website stats might be off a little Uh bit oh why why would anybody question it right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean come on (laughs) come on ye of little faith i may or may not know somebody that has something to do with that (laughs) <laughs> you may or may not know somebody who's putting in a lot of those stats and who's uh-huh. uh just you know getting the score sheets and putting them in as recorded to me uh, <laughs> or as reported to me i should say uh-huh. uh, so you're doubt- like- what you're what you're saying is you're thinking i'm fudging the numbers somehow hey i just hope this new acha website's more accurate than the old one was that's all i can say <laughs> and that old one was a pile of dog you know what wasn't it Oh man, it burned me a couple times. <laughs> I'm telling you what, one of the best decisions the ACH ever made was uh, punting last last around December of last year. I thought you were going to say um, hiring a, an executive director and taking it away from you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave that to say. you. Hey, 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 come on. I, I got us through some dark times there. We were we, we were lost in the woods, and uh, I, I grabbed everyone's hand and said, follow me. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> some of them did, and some of them didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. All right, Andrew. Hey, let's uh, – on, on, Are you? is that all the stats that you have? Yep, for now. That's all I got for you. I, I, I have a stat. I have a stat. Oh boy, what's that? It's the number one podcast in all the Western Collegiate Hockey League. It is this podcast, the WCHL podcast. Oh so, boy. Yeah, I mean, top rated, highly acclaimed, and uh, favored, the most favored podcast by the by the commissioner, I'm told. So, oh, God. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I walk through my locker room, guys will ask me, hey, we listened to your podcast last night. And I'm like, oh my God, like, <laughs> seriously, do something else. <laughs> I, I, I get that. And I'm, I always have to apologize. Oh, uh, oh I appreciate I'm the, like, I, I appreciate the people listening, but we're always like, oh, please find another. I'm sorry that you, you don't have anything else going on with your life. Yeah. yeah do some laundry. Find, find so Yeah. Yeah. Go paint a wall and watch it dry or something. So, right? Sort the, sort the spoons in the drawer really quick and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anything yeah. that. I'm so sorry uh, you have to listen to us jokers, but it, no, but it's no just doubt. it's a stat and numbers don't lie. So uh, number one WCHL podcast uh, in the WCHL, it's us. That, that's good stuff, right? Congratulations. there. Congratulations. Uh, appreciate that. A lot no. of hard work goes into it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say hardly any work goes into that? I'm sorry. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, hardly any work. Yeah, something like that. All right, hey, hold on here. Let's listen to uh, I don't know. We'll play some Letter Kenny and maybe a little Ted Lasso and. Uh, We'll come back and talk rankings and uh, we get some predictions and some other stuff. Okie doke. Sounds like a deal. Here we go. Hey, Sam. Come here a sec. Coach, I'm, I'm sorry. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10-second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, we're making 
All right, we got time for a few questions here. We got a plane to catch. Johnny, another tough loss for the club. Fans throwing their jerseys on the ice. Tell us what went wrong out there. We got to have four lines banging, banging bodies all night long, uh, getting pucks out, keeping it simple. Mike, this loss puts you guys in the last place in the West. The coach's job is on the line. What's the solution here? Well, you know, we can start by staying out of the box. You know, play a disciplined game out there, pretty simple stuff. Uh, but we're frustrated here right now. We're frustrated bunch. Uh, you know, it's too bad that uh, that someone's got to wear it, and it's usually the coach. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's up to uh, the guys in this room to uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and uh, win some hockey games. Johnny, you were recently photographed in a Florida strip club snorting cocaine off a transvestite prostitute's breasts. What's the story there? Four lines. Four lines. Four lines of cocaine? You gotta have, like I said, four lines banging all night long, banging bodies. Doing the little things right. Mike, where does your, um, this is off topic, I know, but uh, where does your sexual preference tends towards men? Um, would you like to speak to that? No, you can't always be in the box, you know. You can't spend all your time in the box. It's like I said, uh, you know, this game is all about uh, finding those holes one way or another. You know, finding those pockets out there. So, you know, we got to uh, just keep working hard, get uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and, uh, you know, win some hockey games. Johnny, true, you admitted <clears throat> yourself to a Colorado hospital with a gerbil inside your anal cavity. Well, you got to get it out right. Uh, you got to clear your own zone. Uh, you get in trouble, you gotta get those pucks high hard off the glass. Mike, rumor is that there's a sexually transmitted fungal infection going on amongst the coaching staff. Who's to blame for that? Ultimately, it's on the players. Uh, ultimately, it's on the guys in this room. It's where it starts. Uh, it's like I said, you know, it's too bad that somebody's gotta wear it. It's usually the coach. But, uh, you know, we got a good group of guys in this room, a group of guys who likes to bounce back after something like that. So, uh, you know, ultimately, it's on the players to uh, get pucks deep. Get pucks deep. Get pucks in the net. Get pucks in the net. And, uh, and win some hockey games. Thanks, Mike. You bet. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All righty, Andrew. Let's get some pucks deep. Let's get to the net. And, uh, yeah, let's put the pucks in the net. Oh, boy. Holy smokes, gerbils and everything. Man, what? <laughs> <laughs> never, Hello. Yeah, never heard of anything like that. Yeah. Hey, as we're uh, as we're you know we're getting ready to celebrate a, uh, a holiday this weekend, Halloween. Are you are you dressing up for Halloween this weekend? I will not be dressing up for Halloween this weekend. Come on, come on. Not no, not me. You're just gonna go out. You're just gonna scare kids by growling at them or something when they come around yeah, the house. Yeah, growling, at them, barking at them. You know, all right, the general stuff. All right. Well, it's uh, today is another holiday f- here in the ACHA because it was the last coaches ranking of the 2021-2022 yes. season that was released. So it's a kind of a celebration day. We've been released. It's like we've been set out on bond. We've received parole. We no longer have to deal with the coaches rankings after today. They should do away with that thing altogether. Well, you know, maybe uh, there's something you can do about that at the uh, at the annual meeting in uh, wherever it is in Florida. I'll send my proxy vote with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that I'm attending that meeting. I might just stay on the beach. (laughs) But ranking number five came out. It's the coaches ranking. Only 21 of the 68 coaches found the time to vote. And uh, you know what? I don't blame the other uh, 47 guys that did not vote because it's just – I'm not going to say it's a Charlie Foxtrot, but it's just a mess. Yes, it is. Because the – uh, in this ranking, there are 25 teams. It's the same 25 teams that were ranked last week. There was only one change last week, and it was your Oklahoma team that fell out and another team, yep. Lawrence Tech, that came in. 
And, uh, you know, so in five weeks, actually six weeks of the coaches ranking, we have literally had one team fall out and one team move in. Otherwise, it's just been, you know, we're, we're, it's it's not, you know, shuffling uh, chairs on the Titanic because, oh. but but it's just, we're just moving. It's it's musical chairs. That's all it is. And it's yes. a popularity contest. Yes. And I, you know, I said it last week, you know, I, I opened up one of them to vote. And I looked at the spreadsheet for two seconds and I was like, uh, nope, don't think so. And closed it and went about my day, you know? Now, now that being said, uh, I mean, we have five teams from the Western Collegiate Hockey League in the top 25. Central Oklahoma is number nine. They fell two spots after uh, the loss uh, the weekend at Missouri State. Nevada, Las Vegas uh, dropped a spot. Their number, they went from 10 to 11. Missouri State moved up three spots. They were the big mover. They moved up three spots, and they're now number 13. Arizona stayed at number 19, and Arizona State stayed at number 24. Utah was in the others receiving votes, and let's see, that would have been 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Utah would have been number 31 had the uh, ranking gone that far back. So five teams in the top 25, I'd say that's not bad. 25% of the the teams ranked comes from one conference. Not bad at all. Yeah, but let's just face facts. This is a this is a popularity contest. Yeah, you can't you can't get your dander up too much about this one, right? I no, mean, it's, it is what it is, and you know you look at it and you think, especially with the, the shakeup in the in the WCHL this week, some teams probably should have moved around a little bit more than what they did. But hey, it is what it is. We'll get computer rankings next week and go from there, right? That's right. Your uh, your favorite team this season. Last year it was Ohio. This year it's Illinois. They're still in the uh, ranking at three wins, eight losses, and one tie. There. Um, somehow or another, they're, they're, they've got a death grip on on a spot in the ranking. Oh. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll find out. But as you say, next week the computer ranking comes out, and I'm sure that. We're, I'm sure that those same five teams will will find their way into the top 25. I also think Utah is going to find their way into the top 25. Well, I think well, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, Utah's been playing decent, you know. Yeah, and um, I think it's going to be uh, it'll be really interesting. In fact, we're probably going to devote an entire segment just to laugh and giggle at how badly the coaches got it from because <laughs> we're going to. I guarantee you, oh. we're going to compare this ranking to the computer and to see how far off. Um, the team, the the coaches were. Lindenwood is the still the number one team. They didn't play. In fact, they played an NCAA team. They played uh, Air, Air Force, Force and just got blasted at home. Yes, I um, saw one score is like six to one Saturday. I believe. I forget. It's uh, who knows? Who cares? I mean, d- doesn't matter. I mean, so supposedly they're going NCAA. You know, we'll we'll see it. I'll see it when we believe it. Heard there was Oof. like. 300 maybe 350 people at at both games really yeah and i don't i you know i i i just uh, i let's just leave it at i have my doubts you know i hope yeah. that i hope they go to ncaa trust me i hope they do um but um you know the longer and the deeper we go into the season the more uh w- without any sort of an announcement the more doubts i think you got to have but uh, the more questionable it looks yeah, uh, yeah yeah linda wood's the number one team they got 20 of 21 first place votes minot state is number two liberty is number three uh number four and number uh number four iowa state and adrian are tied for fourth place actually it's they're they're four and five right now but 
you know, it doesn't really matter. And then, uh, then like I said, UCO 9, UNLV 11, Missouri State 13, Arizona 19, Arizona State 24. Pretty good. Not bad, but uh, like I said, thankfully, 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 this is a, uh, a ACHA holiday. Thankfully, we no longer have to deal with coaches' rankings. I think that's. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of happy people out there in the lands. Well, and I don't know if people have noticed. I I, I do it on purpose, and I've done it on purpose this way for a couple of uh, a couple of years. When I put the on on Twitter on the Western CHL Twitter account. Um, I, you know, if there's a game going on, I put out the information regarding the game, the time, the place where you can find it online, the broadcast. And I would always put, I used to always put the ranking, you know, it's like number six, Chris at number three, Andrew, you know, that sort of thing. Yep. But I don't do that during the coaches poll because I mean, it's just a joke. And so there's too much bias in it. Yeah. So starting next week, we'll, once we get the computer, because it'll do the full 68. Um, so we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but anyways, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Andrew, Hey, we got some games upcoming this week and let's, let's get back, put on your prognosticator hat. That means time for some predictions. I heard. How about this? We had, like I said, we had uh, your broadcaster on yesterday. And yep. he, he did some uh, some predictions, some prognostications, and man, he had some stats. Oh boy! There was no gut, there was no belly rubbing, there was no I think, there was no. He he had some logic and some facts, some basis to support his opinion. So I'm hoping you bring the what? same today. Well, I may, uh, I may, I may have a surprise for you today. How about that? Let's let. I'm 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 sitting down, Andrew. I'm sitting down, <laughs> ready to be surprised. Let's get to it. Uh, the first series that we're going to talk about it's a non-conference. Colorado State, for whatever reason, they decided to uh, get on the road and they're going to go play the Jimmies of the University of Jamestown in nowhere North. I mean, in Jamestown, North Dakota. Oh. Um, and I'll t- the reason why I say for some reason, um, James originally when the uh, when this series was set up, Jamestown had committed to come to Colorado State to play two games. They're going to play Colorado on f- Thursday night, and then they're going to play CSU in Fort Collins last week um, on Friday Saturday. And Jamestown called up earlier in the season, and they said, "Nope, oh, sorry, we're not coming to you, but we still want you to come to us." <laughs> Yeah, I would have, you know, told them yeah, to go kick yeah. rocks. Yeah, I, I, I know my response. Yep, but uh, CSU, they're better people than we are. And that's probably because, Andrew, you and I, we're not hockey people. Um, we're not. But not hockey guys. Whereas CSU, you know, they're obviously run by hockey guys, and they're hockey guys, and they get it. So they're going to go down the road yep. and go play hockey guys at Jamestown this weekend. Andrew, how do you see that shaking out? Colorado State at Jamestown. And, and, and before you give me a... But just know that Jamestown, according to the coaches, is number fourteen, even though they have a record of three, four, and one. All right. Well, so on my predictions here, I am going to say this is going to be a split on the weekend. Split. I love it. The uh, Colorado State has a little bit better power play. They're firing off at thirty-three point three percent. The Jamestown has a little bit better penalty kill, though, so that could be a little bit of a wash right there. We'll see. The uh, combined special teams, Colorado State has a little bit of an edge, but they also don't have as many goals scored for as uh, Jamestown does. So 
should be interesting. But I think uh, taking all that out of the out of the equation, you and I both know how Colorado State plays. I think they're going to go up there and play tough, and and I think they'll pull the split here. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope that they're rewarded for going out on the road and for honoring a commitment. Yep. And not welching uh, in the face of a welcher. So uh, good, good for those guys. Good for oh. those guys. <laughs> Threw a little stat at you there too, didn't I? You weren't, you weren't, <laughs> I'm stunned. You weren't, you weren't expecting it. I'm stunned. I'm. I just. Yeah, you're right. I couldn't believe that you, you know, could do uh, decimals with your uh, fingers and toes. So holy yeah. crap! All right, Andrew. The next series. It's your favorite series. It's the one that you're focusing on the most. It's o- your Oklahoma Sooners up at the Boulder Rec Center at the uh, University of Colorado, Oklahoma at Colorado. How do you see that shaping out? You know what? If you if you look at the numbers, it should be all OU. You know, they've got them in – they've got a substantially better power play unit than Colorado does. They've got a better special teams unit altogether on power play penalty kill. Um, offense and defense is pretty close. So it should be all OU. So that's what we're going with. You're, you're gonna. This is. Is this a homer or is this all analytics? This is all analytics. All right. Just, so you're discounting the look, the feel. You're discounting the human element of this thing. You're just saying straight element, straight analytics, straight data yep. says Oklahoma will take two from Colorado. That it. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. And it's just a couple ding dongs sitting around chatting on a Thursday or Wednesday night. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> that's the truth. We. Go, that's what we got to call this: the Ding Dong Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Ho- hockey with a couple ding dongs. Uh, that, that's so much better than the WCHL podcast. We might have to rename this thing. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a split. Um, of course, I think you called an OU sweep two weeks ago. I did. And it didn't turn out that well. So uh, maybe maybe we just need to bet the opposite of what Andrew says. That's right. That's we're, right. We're not I, saying take take this to the book. Don't go to the sports book with Andrew's bets, yeah, right? I, yeah, don't listen don't listen to anything you and I say on this thing. <laughs> Utah is at Arizona uh, this weekend. They play Friday and Saturday afternoon both games. There'll be one o'clock mountain or Arizona time games. Uh, because uh, Arizona uh, has a conflict with the Tucson Roadrunners from the American Hockey League. So the professional team gets the night time uh, puck drops, and that means Utah goes down to Arizona, and they'll play at 1 in the afternoon Arizona time. They, they still have to be done like three hours before the AHL start right uh, don't they? whatever i mean that's i'm sure that's like what that. i'm sure that's what the ahl you know brass and all the people yeah, that think they're really that they've that they you know have some salt i think that's what they want but reality is gotta let the kids play come on what are they going to do let this let the ice sit and look pretty for for a full hour you know how yeah they're, they're gonna have plenty of time I, yeah i think that's what i've heard that the ahl has that guideline that Whatever is before the HL game has to conclude three hours before the start. So that's well, okay. Well, that's I mean that's just extra dumb. If there's a seven, yeah. if there's a seven thirty start, that means they got to be off the ice by four thirty. Well, come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a one o'clock start, they're going to be no game's going to take three and a half hours at most. A game's taking three, but even so, what? Why do you need? Why do you need three hours before the game for the ice? You're gonna you're gonna yeah. have the yeah. ice sit pretty there for two hours unattended. Makes makes no sense, does it? Oh, it's just stupid. 
Remember, Utah took two from Arizona. That's how uh, they started their season. They surprised everybody and announced that they were uh, going to be a factor in the West. Yes, they did. Taking two off the Wildcats. And this is, uh, so the Wildcats could be looking out for a measure of revenge. How they do you could. think it's going to shake out? The, uh, you know what? I think at the end of the day, I think this will be a split. Really? Yeah. Okay. I do. I do. Arizona's got a, has a pretty hot little power play out there right now. So I think that'll come into to play. But the other thing is Utah isn't too shabby on the power play either. And, you know, if the stats plugged into the system are correct, it shows Arizona at a 14.3 penalty kill percentage, which is not good at all. I'm hoping that's wrong. Well, we know that the stats as input are incorrect because <laughs> – the uh, the 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 Utah and the uh, UNLV folks forgot to put in power place information. Yeah, so, that, so, so that that number is probably skewed a little bit. But probably skewed just a little bit. But uh, I mean, that's I mean that's a drastic that's a drastic number, and that's what that's what caught my attention right away. I was like, that can't be right. No, yeah, that's that's pretty drastic. I'm not going to take the blame for that one. So uh, so nah. let, lay off of the fat kid, would you? <laughs> no way. I got you, I got you on the ropes. I'm not laying off right now. Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, hey, the uh the the, the final uh, Arizona State, Grand Canyon and UCO appear to be off this weekend, so I'm sure they're going to study and do a lot of testing and Oh yeah. You know, catching up on their outlines and notes and all that kind of stuff uh during the uh, during the off week. Um, but so the final series here in the Western Collegiate Hockey League is going to be Missouri State going for their crossover game. They're playing at UNLV. I think this is going to be all Missouri State on this one. Really? Oh wow! Look at you. The I, people. I in, do. Are you saying that just because we only have fourteen listeners and like thirteen of them are from Missouri State? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Both of these, both of these teams. You know, they've got good special teams all the way around. But how about Missouri State? They've scored fifty-one goals. And they've only given up 25. They have a plus 26 goal differential. That's that's the best in the WCHL by a long shot. Wow, that's impressive. Look at you. Look at you. How many? Do you know how many goals they've scored in the conference? Yeah, how, that's that's yeah. a big number, isn't it? I, I, 20, I, plus I, 26. I can tell you, they've scored 40 goals and only allowed 11. So there's a a 29 difference, a 29 goal difference. UNLV on the flip side, they've scored uh, 18 goals for and allowed 19 against. So it's this could be interesting. Now, it, you know, it the, is. the Missouri State, remember, the Missouri State goals are, are skewed by those gigantic wins they had against Grand Canyon 15 to 2, yep. 8 to 3. But um, yep. hey, but they, they still put the pucks in the net and they still count. Uh, so. Yep, they did. They did. They still put the pucks in the net, right? All right, so you've got a Colorado State-Jamestown split in uh, scenic Jamestown, North Dakota. Have you ever been to Jamestown, North Dakota? I have not been to Jamestown, North Dakota. Man, I'm, I'm just looking here at a map, Andrew. I'm sitting here in my podcast studio in my house, and <laughs> otherwise known as my uh, daughter's former room. And she has a map of the United States up there. It's one of these little, like, Etsy-type stupid things. And, you know, so all the names of the states are written in nice, fancy cursive and junk like that. And there are one, two, there are three entire states between Oklahoma and North Dakota. There are two <laughs> entire states between Colorado and North Dakota. And that just boggles my mind. Could you, yeah, I can imagine living in Jamestown, North Dakota. No, cool. I'm, I'm sure it's a beautiful place to, uh, uh-huh. to drink and to uh, <laughs> yeah. stare at the snow. 
Um, but uh, wow. Anyways, okay. So you've got a, a split of. We're here. I'm going to get a phone call from the people at Jamestown. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Usually, it's because they want to join the conference. Now it's because we're. They're, I'm making fun of them on the podcast. Um, okay, so you're saying Colorado State's going to split at Jamestown. You're saying Oklahoma, not a homer call. You're all analytics here. You're saying Oklahoma is oh. going to sweep Colorado. Yep. In Boulder. You're saying Utah and Arizona are going to split the afternoon games down in Tucson this weekend, and that Missouri State will sp- will sweep UNLV at the City National Arena in Las Wages. Should be should be a good weekend of hockey, right? Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. That's for that's for darn sure. I'm looking forward to a little bit of after. Don't tell my boss; she might be listening. She might be listening into our podcast. Um, I'm looking forward to a little afternoon hockey. To be quite honest with you. Well, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get it streaming on my computer and put it on my TV in my office. When you're not watching Gomer Pyle and Gilligan's Island, you're gonna actually put That's on right. some hockey. Well, I might have those. I might put those guys on my computer <laughs> and then put the hockey up on the TV. <laughs> All right. Well, interesting, interesting, Andrew. We've got some. Uh, this is the point of the podcast where we normally talk about junk, and uh, <laughs> yep. we we really get thrown way off schedule. Um, do you have anything else, uh, anything that you want to, uh, uh, add to the mix here before I go off onto my rants? I, I do not have anything to add this week. You know, have you ever had anything to add at this point in the podcast? Hey, I've got, I've got the analytics. I've got the numbers. No, no, no. I, I get brought, that. I get that. I but brought, I, brought the, I brought the heat. You brought, you did bring the heat and I commend you for that. I absolutely <laughs> commend you for that. But what I'm saying, Andrew, is at this point when I say, hey, do you have any gritches or anything? You know what? And it, it, you, you did bring the heat. So here we go. Okay. <laughs> but well, all I'm saying is at this point in the podcast, do you, you you never have any gritches. Is life so good for you that you don't have yeah. a whole lot to to moan and groan no, about? No, no gritches here. I'm happy, go lucky. You know me. You're Mr. Positive. All Just right, Mr. Positivity over here. Yep. Well, hey, the uh, let's let, <laughs> let's. I think that I think you're Mr. BS, but whatever. <laughs> Hey, um, the 20, it's October 27th, and I'm happy to say that the uh, uh, draft of the uh, conference schedule for 2022-2023 has been sent out to all the teams. It's in their inbox if they haven't seen it already. Everybody will have uh, 20 home games, or I, I take that back. Everybody will have 20 conference games, 10 yep. home, 10 away. And there'll be plenty of room for folks to add in some non-conference games, so... Um, you know, one of the when I was sitting in your chair many, 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 many years ago, uh, one of the things I absolutely hated, Andrew, was when it came time to schedule. I hated calling up a team. Yes. And they said, "Well, I want to schedule with you, but I don't have my conference schedule yet. So I gotta, I can't do anything until I get my conference schedule." So I made it a point. Um, just, you know, it's not a, I, you know, sometimes I've slipped, but I always try to get the conference schedule to the teams by the end of October, because I know that scheduling really ramps up around Thanksgiving, Christmas time. Um, and it's usually all done by January. And I, I just absolutely hated it when I called, uh, a Lindenwood or an Iowa state or a, you know, you know, an Ohio or, or up in one of the Michigan guys. And they're like, Oh, I wish I could, Chris. It'd be great. Love to, but I'm waiting on my conference schedule. And I'm like, I'm not going to, in my conferences, I'm not going to give them that excuse. 
Yep. Nope. You got it. Here you go. Take it and run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you 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 got a peek at it, right? I did. I yeah. did. Uh-huh. I've already I've already printed it out. I've got it in my day planner. Uh oh. That way I can start hammering away, like you said, here in a couple of weeks. Start sending out some emails and and get some feelers out there for what everybody's thinking. That's right. Hey, we, you and I, we need to talk off the air about a team from Northern Iowa. They, if you want to play them again. So, uh, yeah, remind me about that. As part of that scheduling process, I've got to tell you, it's uh, had to take a leap of faith because the way we do the schedule is we find out what we're doing for nationals and then we work back. Because the way the ACHA works, at least ACHA Men's Division One, the last games that count for ACHA uh, ranking purposes are 18 days before the start of nationals. And so... You know, it makes no sense to schedule games after, after that. Yeah. You know, and so uh, we need the, the, that start date, right? We need the, to know not necessarily where we're playing nationals, but when. And amazingly, amazingly, the ACHA, as we sit here on October 27th, has not figured out where they're going or, or when they're going for 2023 nationals. Imagine that. We think we're going to Boston to the New England Sports Center in Marlboro, Massachusetts. It's more Worcester than Boston. Oh, boo. Boo. Hey, come on. Great food up there. Great food. Great food. Lots of lots of great accents. You don't you only have to use twenty five of the twenty six letters of the alphabet. You don't need to use the word the letter R at all up there. So yeah, they don't speak English up there, so you're not going to be able to understand a thing they say. Yeah, whatever, whatever. The, 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 I'll be home with uh, amongst all of my friends. The 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 you know what they call them? Um, <laughs> they they call them mass holes. Um, so in, in being a family friendly broadcast, we can say that um, yep. as opposed to you know I guess another type of word, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyways, they're thinking, at least right now, the thinking is that um, uh, Nationals will be held at the New England Sports Center in Marlboro, Massachusetts, and the date that everyone is focusing on is March 16th through the 21st. However, that's subject to possible change. Um, It might end up being a week earlier, March 9th through the 14th. Um, Hopefully, we'll know here in the next day or two. Um, but, uh, so anyways, I built the schedule with that in mind and also, uh, with nationals being in Boston on that date. So, uh, but I also gave everybody clear notice. I hope it was clear to everybody in my email that, um, Hey, things could change here on a, on a split on a, on a dime and we're going to have to adjust if it does. So, yeah, I, I am a, I am, I am a fan of the Boston setup. It's a cool little setup out there. They have but, eight, eight rinks, and, yeah, and eight, the, the idea is to get all five divisions from the ACHA to play at the same exact time. Yeah, it, it's it's a cool concept, but I'm also a big fan of keeping nationals centrally located for all the teams, right? And uh, yep. Boston is not very centrally located to everybody. Well, they're, it's central Massachusetts, essentially. So, I mean, that's they're kind of centrally located. It's just centrally located in the state of Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, there's there's potentially a lot of teams coming from the west making the trip out there, right? So, there are, there are indeed, there are indeed. Yeah. I'm, uh, 
I'm uh, we'll, we'll we'll see the other the other wild card that's in this is uh, over the summer the ACHA put out a survey amongst the teams asking hey do you like the five team or the five division nationals format or would you rather go back to do uh, doing what we did in the old days which was every division does their own nationals and of course you know since we're not hockey guys um, <laughs> we like the five teams all uh, five divisions all in one place I think I personally I'm a fan of that I think it's personally and I've expressed this view many 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 times I think it is the one thing that the AC the one marketable asset that the ACHA has created for itself and I think it would be foolish um, to uh, split up and do five separate divisions for five in five separate nationals in five different places. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I also know that, um, you know, there are a lot of people that don't look at the big picture and they're only focusing on how does this affect me and my team and they want five divisions. Yep. So uh, that's, that's the yeah. other wild card. Who knows if, uh, if, 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 so, but right now it's uh, Boston, March 16th through the 21st, probably, I would say it's probably a 60% chance that it, that that's what's going to happen. There's that 40% chance that it could be somewhere else and it could be at another time, but we'll right now we're planning on going to uh, get some lobster. Oh yeah. Well, disgusting. Chowder. We'll go get some, actually, oh. you know what I want? I want more than anything. I want an Italian grinder. I want it. <laughs> I, I want a grinder that's like done right in a pizza oven. You know, one one of my one of one of the things I've wanted I've always wanted to do. I can't stand it. Like when I go to a pizza joint and I see it when I see it when they put a, a pizza on like a conveyor belt and it runs through the oven. Yes, I, I know that that's right, and that a computer has timed it and it's just baked perfectly. But there's something to me about when a guy opens up a big, long, horizontal door and puts in a big paddle, a wooden paddle, and pulls the yeah. pizza out. Yeah, yep. There's an art to it. I always wanted to have the Norman House of Pizza. Um, you know, I didn't want to have Domino's or uh, you know Perio's or call it any something stupid with a with a conveyor belt. I wanted to do it the old school way, like they do back east. And um, yeah, yeah, that's that's how, wood, that's how they the do grinders. Ovens. Yeah, yep. that's how, that's how they do grinders too. And it's you know they put a grinder on a cookie sheet or on a on a Where? I guess it's a on a sheet tray and cook them up that way and that's the way that's that's the way subs were supposed to be made not you know. oh, i used to i used to get a good sandwich called the grinder here in norman somewhere and i am trying to rack my brain about it i'll tell you the the best place the closest and we're in oklahoma right you get a sub and it's like the, the you go to subway or something like that yeah. jimmy john's or jersey mike's that's not a sub i mean it's a sandwich the closest though is a place called witch witch um, yes. where they did it the right way and oh that was if, that, for, to this fat kid from boston it was just glorious just glorious that's, but that's exactly what it was witch witch yep the grinder yep yep but uh sadly at least around here there's no more witch witches i think the closest one is up around uh, uh oklahoma state university but i know that there's some other place <laughs> my favorite place in all the world uh, um the fort collins america yeah there's a witch witch yeah, those things were fantastic. Hey, you got me going talking on food. Andrew, this <laughs> this past weekend I went down to Houston and I had two things that are just scrump delicious. If you I, I know Houston is not in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and I know it never will be in the Western Collegiate Hockey League. But I went to a, an Asian place called the Rice Box. 
Oh my God, Andrew. <laughs> the place is insanely awesome. It's just the best. I had something called Chow Fun, um, which I'd never had before. I've had Chow Mein. I've had uh, Chop Suey. You mm. know, I had all the regular Asian uh, food type stuff, but I had some beef ch- steak Chow Fun. Oh, and I also had some beef fried rice. Oh, to die for from the rice box. I went, in fact, I stopped there on the way out of town to get something to bring home. It was so good. Yeah, I'm not eating anything that has chow in the in the first part of it. And how about this? It was the first time I ever, my son, I went down there, like I said, because we were uh, baseball fans and uh, the Sox were supposed to, you know, pull off another miracle, but it didn't happen. Um, he brought me to a uh, place called Huey's, Huey's in the Heights. And uh, we had, it was my first banh mi sandwich. Have you ever had a banh mi sandwich? I have not. It's a Vietnamese, it's kind of like a Vietnamese sub. It's, it's, um, it's on a crispy baguette, but it's not uh, It's not cooked. I mean, I, the baguette's not cooked. It's not toasted. It's just a baguette, but the food on the inside, the meat inside is good, and uh, it's cooked, and had some grilled pork, and uh, boy, the bon- it was my first bon me, and it won't be my last. I've already found well, a couple of places here in Oklahoma City. In fact, one is close to my office, so I, I can walk over there. You are, you are far braver than I am. Yeah, well. Hey, if there's one thing I like other than hockey, it's food. <laughs> food. <laughs> it's food. So, uh, anyways. Hey, uh, also coming up this weekend, Andrew, it's November 1st. It's the deadline for teams to apply for membership to the ACHA Men's Division One. ACHA Men's One got smart a couple of years ago, and instead of taking on applications in April, May, June for the following season, we said, "Screw that! You're not going to be able to uh, you're not going to be able to get a good schedule if you apply, you know, that late because all the yeah. all the scheduling is done here in November, December. So uh, the deadline is coming up this Sunday on November first, and I've a little birdie has told me that we should expect at least two applications to men's division one both from the west oh boy yeah a team in san diego and a team in eugene oregon oh so uh who's gonna go play those guys in d1 there you you go I, i mean personally i think these applications might you know i i think they're gonna be up against it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say they're dead on arrival but um I think they're going to be up against it because they don't have a conference affiliation, and it's that's that's a long slog. Man, could you San Diego to to Boston? Holy smokes! <laughs> God, yeah, kind of wild. So, uh, and and you know, you you had brought up to me that that there are some folks down in College Station that might uh, want to apply. Who knows if that's yeah. going to happen this year or not? But. Uh, uh, I, it's going to be interesting to see the, if there's a flurry of activity here over the weekend, but I've been, I've been told to keep a lookout for possibly two, um, hmm. applications. Now, do you care, you care to make a prediction as to how that'll work out? Well, if it's me, I'm saying no. Yeah. I think that's how it's going to work out, but yeah, I'm saying no. Stranger I mean, things have happened. Stranger things happen. I mean, Hey. San Diego is a destination, so I mean they might get some teams that want to travel out there. Where would you where would you rather go to go play hockey? Would you rather go to San Diego or would you rather go to Norman, Oklahoma? Oh, I'd go to San Diego in a heartbeat. Wow, there you go. See? You should you should accept these guys. Yeah, well, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, not a chance, not a chance. But Eugene, Oregon, holy moly, there's nothing in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, apparently, there's a university up there, and there's also a big uh, there's a big shoe company up there that makes a gazillion dollars. Well, that's about all they got going for them, I think. Well, we'll see. They might. Uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. So who knows? Um, uh, I, I guess gotta wish them luck. But like I said, I think they they're facing a steep challenge, especially with. Uh, with no um, with no conference affiliation, I personally this is just me, and I don't have any um, I don't have any poll. I'm not one of the three people that gets a vote in this thing. But um, my sense is uh, the ACHA is not interested in uh, admitting folks to men's division one unless there's a uh, as independents anymore. Yeah. I think if there's a conference that people uh, are, are willing to take these folks in, then I think yeah, that'll work. But you know that hasn't happened yet. hasn't We haven't been approached by that. And wow, I mean, that that's that's a long ways over there. That's a long ways over there. Can you imagine? E- either one, right? Either pl- either place. That's a long ways over there. We might have to relocate to San Diego though if it happens. Oh, there's no doubt. Especially especially if we li- we're living on your dime. Two ding dongs from the beach. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'd have to call this hockey podcast then. Oh man. That would be fantastic. I'd much rather be sitting on Coronado Island, listening to the waves roll in. You know, they're on Coronado Island. It's got the uh, Navy base and Marine base on the end of it. So their jets and helicopters are always constantly flying overhead. Yeah. Oh, that, 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 sounds, that sounds like paradise. It sounds like paradise with all that air pollution that you're talking about. <laughs> all that great. noise pollution that's just what i want on vacation it is great oh, it is boy. great last time last time we were out there we uh i don't know how familiar i was with san diego but there's a huge hotel out there on coronado island called the dell the hotel del coronado yeah and you can't afford to stay there the uh so we stayed across the street at the uh the local <laughs> the, the local lean-to you know yeah <laughs> and but you you could walk across the street and you could eat in the restaurants and shop in the shops and do all the stuff, right? You know, so so there my wife and I go. This has been 12, 13 years ago. There my lovely wife and I go. We're walking across and there's some big attorneys convention going on. There's a bunch of old dudes that, you know, have corn cobs stuck up their butts walking around. And we get out on the beach and and we're just kind of looking around, kind of lost, kind of trying to figure things out. And some old dude walks up to me and he says, calls me by I don't even remember what he called me. We're going to say he called me Harry. Yeah. And and he said, is that you? And I kind of turned around and, and I could tell you, he was carrying a cup from the convention that they were in. They were having a great time over there. And I look around and I, he has this cup in his hand and I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, that's me. And without even missing a beat, my wife hit me in the back of the leg so freaking hard standing on that beach. <laughs> I saw it as a golden opportunity. I was going to get into this convention that had live music, food, alcohol, the whole nine yards, right? I was like, this guy was my ticket. He called me by name, only it was the wrong name, but yep. he called me by name. And <laughs> I, I was in, and on cue, my wife hit me in the leg so hard. I ended up walking down the beach that night. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't go to the convention. <laughs> so. you, you almost made partner without even going to law school. That, and, I, I tell you. And your wife just put the kibosh on that one. Just cut my legs out right up from underneath me. <laughs> 
Wild. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see. Maybe you'll have another opportunity if uh, San Diego yeah, State, we'll if the see. Aztecs get admitted to uh, men's Division One, if they even apply. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. If they call me between now and uh, Sunday, I will strongly urge them to reconsider. <laughs> so i've i've had a i've had a conversation with those guys uh, but it was about a year or so ago and i've had yeah. an email conversation with uh, uh the oregon guys but uh and i strongly urge them to uh reconsider so you know obviously kinda, they they don't listen to a dang thing i said i'm kind of i'm kind of a proponent of you know go go kill people in division two and be a be a monster in Division Two, and then move up to Division One, right? Yeah, I mean that's that was the sentiment that I tried to express was there's no magical just because you have the label doesn't mean it's going to make anything happen. You have to actually be it before you become it. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's I think if we just look around our conference, um, there are a lot of teams that have grown up from Division Two and have earned that Division One status. The two Colorado teams, Missouri State, Grand Canyon, UNLV, Utah, um, they were all Division Two at one point, and look at them now. I mean, they're yep. they're, they're strong Division One teams. They're consistent. Yep. They're they're in the best conference, in my opinion, but I'm biased, and they're strong teams. Um, now, yes, granted there are ups and downs, but, um, for the most part, I would say the trajectory is always uh, positive Yep. and, um, you know, they've, they've earned that division one status. Whereas, uh, you know, some of these teams are just flashes in the pan and, you know, just because they have one good season doesn't, you know, all of a sudden they think they're going to be in the NHL or, or the WCHL and, um, and, and it's not, that's not how it works. You have to, you have to create some sustainability and some, uh, a culture of success. And I think that's what most of the teams in this conference have done. Yeah. What do they say? It's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Damn right. Damn right. All right, Andrew, any other pearls of wisdom that, uh, you know, I, had I known that you were going to drop a, a San Diego uh, story about the attorney conference that I uh, <laughs> attended a couple of years ago and me meeting you on the beach, yeah. um, I, I would have, we would have got to that a lot earlier. Oh, this guy was, it, it definitely wasn't, there was no mistaking it here. This guy was sophisticated. You know, he had his hair done right. Had the, <laughs> I mean, he, he was all put together. I, I knew when he, when he called me by name, even though it was the wrong name. I do when I turned around. It wasn't going to be the white ninja standing there. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Here here you go. go. The end of the podcast. You still got to poke me in the eye. Thanks a lot, pal. Appreciate that. Here's here's my last dig. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Well, hey, we appreciate everybody taking the time out of their uh, day. We're very sorry that you had to listen to this podcast, but we do appreciate you listening to it. You know, we're facetious. I have fun. Um, we, we, we joke around that we only have 14 listeners. We have many, many more and we appreciate each and every one of you. Um, I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to this podcast and taking the time more importantly to support the, uh, ACHA and the Western Collegiate Hockey League and the kids that play on the teams. They're the unsung heroes. And that's why we do this because they're true student athletes in the truest sense of the word playing for the love of the game. They're paying to play for this game, Yep. um, which is you know, it's, it's rare in this day and age and it's to be, uh, um, they're to be commended and, uh, they, they don't get near enough credit. And so that's why we do this, um, and to kill time and laugh and giggle and be dodos or what do you call it? Ding dongs, ding dongs, <laughs> D- ding dongs on a podcast. 
So, uh, hey, uh, the Western Collegiate Hockey League, our, our terrible website is Western CHL. Maybe one of these days it'll actually get updated. I'll, I'll, I'm looking at the folks in Utah. Um, and then, <laughs> um, uh, but we're on Twitter at Western CHL. Andrew was on, uh, this podcast is on Twitter at WCHL Pod. Um, you can find us on all your typical podcast platforms, um, Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever, Stitcher, all those fun things. Tune in. Uh, you can find us on, if there's a podcast platform, we're there. Um, and uh, we appreciate you listening to us. Give us, drop us a like, give us a good review, give us a thumbs up or something. Uh, let us know that you're out there and let us know that you yep. appreciate it. Um, Andrew is on Twitter at uh, Stickford AM, S T I C K F O R D A M. I'm on Twitter personally as CJP in OKLA, and I will have lots of uh, food and movie reviews apparently. Um, and, you know, lament about uh, the Boston Red Sox losing. Um, so that, that stinks. Um, and they, so they, they stunk it up. Oh, well, they gave me hope. But, it, you know, the, the Red Sox did what they do, right? They give me hope and then they yank the chair. They're, it's like Lucy pulling the football away from Charlie Brown. Just when I think <laughs> we're about ready to do it, when I, they give me that, that hope that the dream is going to come true again this year. Boom, they pull the football away, they yank it away, yeah. they score absolutely zero. They give up the last three games in the series and uh, choke it off to the Houston Astros. So, oh, well, what can you do? Yeah, yeah. what can you do? Uh, hey, gave me a chance to go get Bond Me and Rice Box. So it was awesome. Cool. And, 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 hey, I had crawdad etouffee at, at a oh. place at Papa Do's. Oh, my God, Cajun food. Can you? I was I in heaven. Like I do like Cajun food. Man, I was in so, heaven with that. Crawdad. As long as it, as long as it hasn't been swimming, I'll eat it. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Hey, let's uh, <laughs> again. Thanks for everyone listening. Um, thanks for supporting the the podcast. Thanks for supporting the uh, WCHL. And uh, we want everyone to stay safe. Enjoy the weekends. Watch some great games live and in, in person if you can. Get out and support the guys. And uh, if you can't, sit down in front of your computer, stay safe, and uh, watch the guys from afar. Anything you want to add, Andrew? I think that is all I got for tonight. Here we go. I'm hitting the button. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Enjoy watching your local teams. And we will catch you on the flip side. Oh.